there, so I'm not going to be too long today. Um, I want to get right into it, but I did want to say thank you real quick to all of our uh, Treasure Island and Treasure Harbor preschool workers. We're so thankful for you and the anointing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We appreciate you as a parent and as a pastor. I appreciate you and thank you for all that you do. And so we're glad that we can be together today. Go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to wrap this thing up. We've been talking about moving forward in 2016. How many people want to move backwards in 2016? Didn't think so. So that's why we titled it Forward, and that's why we're talking about moving forward. And so we're just excited uh, uh, in, in anticipation, uh, expectation. That was our first point. You've got to be expecting. Amen. How many of you have been expecting so far? You've been expecting God to do something. You've been expecting God to move. You've been expecting God to give you a word. You've been expecting God to show you something. It all starts with your expectation. And from there, we saw that we've got to prepare, right? You've got to get some things in order. got to get some things together. God doesn't bless a mess. And so we've got to align some things, and we've got to find out what does his word say about our finances? What does his word say about our job? What does his word say about our life and our purpose? And our destiny. We've got to align ourselves to that. God wants us to get some things in order so he can put his blessing on of it. Sometimes I, I, I think that God uh, wants to bless us and we just aren't in position. But preparation gets you in position. Your time on the practice field is not wasted time. That prepares you for game time. When game time shows up, we're ready to go. We're ready to hit this thing. We know what we're supposed to be doing. We're no where we're supposed to be. And then uh, last week, obviously, we had Pastor Daryl with us, and what a blessing that was. But the week prior to that, we saw that we need to initiate, put some things into, into motion. Um, and initiation is a step. That's the step into. Uh, what, what do I need to put into practice? What do I need to step out on uh, and, 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 and see God move? It's not on my power. It's not on my ability. I'm just being obedient. Remember, God doesn't want your power. He just wants your obedience. And if you'll be obedient to step out, his power will show up in your life and will produce the fruit that you're looking for. But today, I think I've got the most underrated point of all of them. I think I've got the point that we probably most often leave out uh, in our lives, and that is celebration. Celebration. And I hope that I can change your perspective on celebration today. I hope that you can see it differently than you've ever seen it before, because we can expect and we can prepare, and we can initiate, but what gives us our endurance? Like, it's one thing to start. It's one thing to take the steps, the first initial steps forward, but what gives us the endurance to keep stepping and keep moving and keep drawing and keep seeing God move? We want to see this. And in James chapter 1, starting with verse 2, we've all seen this, says, My brethren, everyone say brethren. Come on, you got to be loud with me today. My brethren, count it all Joy. Everyone say joy. Count it all joy when you get out of a trial. Is that what it says? Nope. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall. Everyone say fall. Boy, we know how to shout, and we know how to run, and we know how to jump, we know how to dance, we know how to scream, we know how to sing when we've got victory, right? We know how to put it out there when you can't believe what God just did in my life. He just paid off my bill. He just paid off my car. He just got me the promotion of it. But what happens when you fall into 
trials. And wow, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I think some of us have been waiting too long to celebrate. We've been waiting too long to celebrate. Look at verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. I want you to say this with me. Say, the test was not designed to fail me. The test was designed to pass me. The test was designed not to stop me, but to move me forward. Forward. Maybe the very thing that you've been uh, opposed to, the very thing that you've been rejecting, the very thing you've been pushing off is the very thing that God is using to progress you in life. The testing of your faith, not the showing of your faith, not the using of your faith, not the speaking of your faith. Oh, we love to speak to mountains, don't we? But it says the testing of your faith produces. There's no producing without testing. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Patience. You got to be patient. You got to be patient. My son can tell you what patience means. Patience means waiting with a good attitude. It's not just waiting, because I've seen people wait with a bad attitude. I've, I've, got, I've been impatient before, right? I, I, I've waited. I'm waiting no matter if I have a good attitude or not. I'm still waiting on you to count all your change at the register right now when you could just swipe your card. You could use Apple Pay. I mean, there's so many quicker options. I know I got a dime in here. Seven cents? Seven pennies. One, two. Get your card out, man. I am waiting here, but waiting with a bad attitude. He says wait with a Good attitude. The testing of your faith produces patience. Look at verse 4. But let patience, let patience, that means, you, that means you don't have to. That means it's up to you. You let patience have its perfect work, that you may perfect, may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now look at, over, uh, look at Philippians 4.4. 4. Philippians 4.4, 4. real quick. I'm just going to show you two, two quick verses, and then we're going to lay this thing out, and we are going to go home rejoicing, celebrating, excited about what God is doing in our lives. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord. What's it say? Always. Not sometimes, not half the time, not in the good times. Rejoice in the Lord always. And then he just throws it in there for good measure. And always, again I say, again I say, rejoice. Rejoice. Uh, there was this one time that um, I, I played Little League baseball. I played baseball growing up, and uh, I played Little League uh, baseball. I was about nine years old, and my dad filmed uh, one of my games. My dad filmed one of my games, and I remember going back and watching it. Uh, I don't know where it is today. I don't have it in the archives to bring up for you to, to, to show that this happened. But in one at-bat, I hit a home run. Now, it's what you would call a Little League home run because I have never in my life hit a ball over a fence in front of me. I've hit the ball over the fence behind me or maybe to the side, but I've never made it uh, over the fence in front of me. But I hit what you would call a little league home run. That means that you hit the ball and it went somewhere in the outfield and they were throwing the ball around. And so I went from first to second 
and then I get to second base, and they overthrow the cutoff man. So my coach is saying, come on to third. Come on to third. Come to third base. And so then I get to third base, and, and, he's, and they overthrow it to home. And so he says, come home, come home, come home. And so I scored. I hit a home run. And I walked off the field, and I, I was like, yeah, and, you know, all my, my teammates are high-fiving me. And I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, great, you know, whatever. No, no, no real show of emotion. Nothing, you know, real, uh, you know, throwing it out there. Not, you know, hoop, hooping and hollering and jumping up and down. Just simple high-fiving, man. Well, then the next at-bat, the next at-bat I come up and I strike out. And as I'm walking off the field, I take the bat and I throw it up against the fence. And I take my helmet off and I slam it on the ground. And, and this has been part of my attitude throughout my life. That I only make noise and I only really show emotion when I do something wrong. But I have the hardest time celebrating when I do something right. I'm talking to you from personal perspective here. And I don't know how many of you are in the room, and maybe you're like that. See, my wife is a great celebrator. I've talked about this you know, a little bit recently. My wife is a great celebrator. She'll, she'll throw a party for anything, man. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what's going on. It, whatever excuse she has to thumb through P- Pinterest and pull out ideas and start making crafts and, and, and getting all kinds of design stuff out. Whatever excuse she could find. I mean, it can be nothing. Simplest little thing. And she's going to celebrate it. She's going to find a moment. You know, thing, thing, you know, things like we camped it. The silly thing. I'm, I'm thinking, you don't celebrate that. He ought to do that. Like, you don't get candy for going to the bathroom. You should go to the bathroom. You don't need M&M's every time you drop one in the toilet. But my wife, man, she's got a whole jar. What's that? That's the, that's the poopy M&M's. That's the go and potty on the toilet M&M's. Celebrate anything, man. Any reason to buy a bag of candy or any reason to put up some kind of decoration and, and, and tack stuff on the walls and and get out her little cutter thing and just make all kinds of weird words and design. Whatever. And, and, and me, I mean, I can do something. I can overcome. I can get victorious and be like, yeah. Because for me, celebration feels like complacency. If I stop and celebrate, I'm not moving forward anymore. But what I've had to learn in my life is that celebrating is what gives me the very strength to move forward, like all the strength and energy that I just spent on this last thing right here, if I don't celebrate it, I won't restore my energy for the next step, for the next thing that's coming in my life. And so in 2008, 2008, my wife and I got pregnant, and we're about 20, 20 weeks in, and we go see a doctor, and uh, they, they see some symptoms going on with my wife, some high blood pressure and some different things, and they want to start monitoring. Well, the blood pressure had gotten so high, they wanted to put her in the hospital. And this began for the next three to four weeks, a stint of being in 
and out. We'd be in four days, get out, to go back and, and, and get a checkup, and they'd stick us in there for another three or four days, and we're just going through this cycle, man. Every three or four days, in and out, in and out, in and out. Going to Jacksonville, going back home to St. Augustine, trying to take it easy, trying to rest, trying to do everything they tell us to do. And it's just spiking, going up. They can't keep it down, whatever. And uh, we already knew that we were having a little girl at this point. And so, you know, we're standing, we're believing. <clears throat> and uh, the December 8, 2011, we lose that child. We lose that child at 24 weeks, give birth to a dead child. And so, you know, this, this created a trial. It created a tragedy. I mean, that, that's, that's tragic to, to hold a, a, a lifeless baby in your arms. It's a tragedy. And God brought us through it, man. God, God brought us through it. He surrounded us with love. Uh, he surrounded us with care. Uh, and then in 2010, July of 2010, we get pregnant again. So we're standing and we're believing and, and uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, wanting to see God move. Obviously, we know the past history. The doctors ain't going to let you forget the past history. <clears throat> you are worst case scenario. They're going to put you in front of, you know, every high risk doctor they can find in the area. And so we're, you know, almost inundated with the prior issue, the prior thing that was it's almost like we're repeating this and so my wife gets to about 26 weeks um and she begins having the high blood pressure issues in fact it was a weekend pastor daryl huffman who was just with us last weekend was in town in saint augustine he was doing a weekend of meetings thursday friday well that friday we decide we need to go what is that water i'll try that That Friday, we go to the hospital, and they say, yeah, we, we've got to hospitalize her. <clears throat> we get, get her in an ambulance, get her to, to Jacksonville, because there's no way we can deliver a baby at 26 weeks, 27 weeks, if that's what we have to do. So we go to Jacksonville. We're there a couple of days. Sunday afternoon shows up. Uh, uh, I go to Chili's to grab some lunch because she's in the hospital. There's Chili's in the area. I come back, and they do this little test where they're kind of watching. And for 30 minutes, he's in there. And, and, and he's not moving. Heart beating, functioning, nothing's wrong. He just ain't moving. For 30 solid minutes, he's just sitting there. Kick like crazy. You can put on music. He's going to be moving around, doing crazy, you know, doing, you know, calisthenics in there, whatever he's doing in there, having a good old time. And for 30 minutes. So they come in about two hours later, say, we'll try again in two hours. And same situation. No movement. And so they leave, and they come back in about five, ten minutes later, and they say, we're going to get them out. We're going to go get them. Twenty-seven weeks. Twenty-seven weeks. Uh, uh, Jimmy has a picture here. This is his very first picture. He's always been photogenic, so, you know, he's always been able to do that. Saran wrap and everything. Very first picture. One pound, 14 ounces. One pound, 14 ounces. Twenty-seven weeks old. Lungs barely developed, uh, but he came out screaming, came out kicking, doing his thing. And, and from here on out, I had to learn, and you need to get this principle down today, that celebration doesn't wait for completion. 
if you wait till you see it to say it, you won't see it. So we learned to celebrate. Well, I was celebrating that day. My wife was knocked out. She had a little C-section, and they ended up knocking her out. And they say, hey, why don't you come in the next room? We'll bring you in. And so this was with my phone. One of the nurses got the, the little shot with my phone. And, and, and from that moment, I'm just rejoicing that he's even making noise. The number one thing that they're concerned about at this early on in life is lung development. And he came out screaming right there on the spot. I say, okay. But every day, well, you're not out of the woods yet. And you call to get a report, man. Can you just tell me something good today? Just give me something good. Well, we've got blood on the brain. Uh, there's a hole in his heart. Uh, we're not sure that he's going to function properly. We're not. I mean, it doesn't matter what development they see. They constantly go to the worst case scenario. So we had to learn how to rejoice and celebrate and praise God it always. And, and these are the moments where these verses that I just read don't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to rejoice in the Lord always. It doesn't make sense to count it all joy when you fall in. Why can't we just have a normal pregnancy? Why can't we just go full term? Why do we see people that don't even love kids making babies like it's candy? What is the issue here? And here we are struggling. And we had to learn to rejoice in the Lord always, 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 no matter what the report was, no matter what the testimony said, no matter what the doctors came to us with. And we celebrated everything. He's over two pounds today. We're rejoicing. He ate three ounces today. We're rejoicing. He had a bowel movement today. We're rejoicing. The hole in the heart cleared up. We're rejoicing. We had to get a bigger diaper for him. We're rejoicing. And we brought him home three months later, five pounds. And we're rejoicing today because we rejoiced before we saw it. And if you don't get anything else out of this series, your year will not move forward until you celebrate before you see it. If you don't grab a hold of anything else I've said over the last five weeks, get this point down today. Your celebration is what gives you the very strength that will sustain you through every trial and every, every test that comes. Every trial. For me, the, the word talks a lot about looking ahead. Looking, and, and even Jesus said this. He said, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, he said, you're not even fit for the kingdom. But looking back is different than wanting to go back. Come on, somebody. Looking back recharges you. Looking back shows you God's faithfulness so I can take the next step. Because that next step is harder than the last step. That next step is the answer to everything I've been believing. But it's harder. It's a greater test. It's a greater trial. There's more in front of me that's ever been in front of me. But if I can look back, 
I can move forward. Come on. If I can look back, I can move forward. I look back to be recharged, not with regrets. See, the Israelites, they wanted to go back. Oh, I wish I could have, oh, I wish I was back in Egypt. At least I got three square meals. At least I had a roof over my head. When God's trying to move you forward, you'll always have the desire to go backward. Because you will pull out the things that are comfortable about last last year. You'll, you'll, you'll pull out the things that were comfortable about that last job assignment. God's trying to get you the promotion. You're thinking, man, I just wish I was just down there. I, I don't know if I can handle that responsibility. I don't know if I can do that. I, I, I don't know if I can handle, you know, they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on me. They're putting a lot of weight on me. And, you know, I kind of just wish I was just back. You know, I, I wish I could just be at that big church where I could just slip in and slip out. Now I'm in this church and it's growing and it's, it's producing. But now, you know, they're asking me to do this and asking me to do this and asking me to do this. Maybe I could just go back to the, to the big church and just slip in and slip out, and there's not as much responsibility. And we've got to understand that looking back at God's faithfulness is what produces your fruitfulness. Looking back at God's faithfulness is the very thing that's going to allow you to step into the very thing that God has for you. Into the next season. Into the next promotion. Into the next job assignment. Into the next financial level. Whatever it is that God's showing you that you need to move forward in this year, it's in your ability to celebrate where he's already brought you. Find a reason to celebrate. Now, there's wrong ways to celebrate. I could pull up YouTube video after video of people that celebrated wrong and actually hurt themselves. I can show you videos of guys that started celebrating before they got in the end zone and they dropped the football and they looked like idiots. Anybody seen those? Yeah, you know, they're all there dancing and doing their little dance before they even get in the end zone. Celebrate right. Celebrate right. But you've got to find a way to move forward. You lost five pounds? Celebrate it. It may not be the ultimate end. It may not be the conclusion. It may not be the completion, but it demands your celebration because if you don't celebrate the five pounds, you won't lose the the hundred. If you don't celebrate the $25 that you put in savings, then you won't have the strength to to make it to the 2,000 that you're believing for. Your celebration is the very key. And this is the one we miss because we don't, think, we don't think we can celebrate until December 31st. We don't think we can celebrate until we see the money in the account. We don't think we can celebrate until we see the promotion. We don't think we can celebrate until we see that, uh, that pay raise we've been believing for. We don't think we can celebrate until we see our marriage healed uh, and mended like it ought to be. We don't think we can celebrate until we know that our kids have come to the Lord. But maybe just the fact that they called you and said, hey, will you pray with me? Maybe that's the very thing that you need to celebrate so you can see the fruit. See the conclusion. Chase, if you'd come up. I don't know about you this year. I don't know about you. I don't know what God is directing you to. I don't know where he's moving you forward in. I don't know what he's placed on your heart. But if you don't learn to celebrate, you won't see. 
can expect. You can prepare. Uh, We had our expectations. Our, our, Our expectations was not moved by our experience. I don't care how this baby comes into the world. I don't care what he's got to deal with. I don't care what opposition shows up. He's going to live. He's going to be a testimony for the kingdom of God. I, I, I don't care what my job does. I, I, I don't care what my finances look like. I don't care what struggles and trials come. My expectation is not dictated by my experience. And we prepared. We got things in order. We began to cut things out. We began to put things in our life that would keep us in an environment conducive. We had people around us uh, that would would tell us words like, uh, well, it's the Lord's will or whatever God's will is. But today, God's will is taking place because I knew God's will. And I put myself in an environment and surrounded myself with people that would speak in line with what we were believing. I prepared. And then we initiated every visit. Every night we went up there, stayed till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Every time we hung out, we were driving up here every single Sunday during that time. And we would stop in here, stay there for an hour and a half, two hours, and then get here just in time for service that night in Valdosta. Every time we visit, praying over Praying life and rejoicing. And we celebrated. And I didn't, I didn't just celebrate the day that we brought him home. I didn't. I didn't just celebrate the the day the doctors said, "Okay, we, we're going to take the oxygen off. He doesn't need it anymore." I, I didn't celebrate the day that they called me and said the hole in his heart is just cleared up. Uh, I didn't celebrate the, the 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 day that they came and said his eyesight's perfect. It hasn't been damaged by all the oxygen he's been on for the last three. I didn't just. Ce- I celebrated before. I found reasons to celebrate. I would call the, the doctors and the nurses and they'd tell me stuff and I'd say, tell me something good. Tell me something good. Make it up if you have to. Because I'm rejoicing. In the midst of every trial, in the midst of every storm, in the midst of every opposition, in the midst of every victory, in the midst of every overcoming, I'm rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice, 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 rejoice. Some of you haven't rejoiced in a long time. Some of you wait until Sunday to rejoice. Some of you wait until you see it to rejoice. Some of you wait until you overcome to rejoice. Some of you wait until the finances are there to rejoice. But rejoice in the Lord always. Count it all, joy. When you fall, when you get up, when you come down, when you overcome, count it all joy. Father, this morning we come to you and we give you praise. We worship you. We rejoice. We're thankful. 
because you are an overcoming God. And our expectation is tied to your word, not our circumstance. We believe that we overcome. We believe that we will see the end result that you have promised us. And so we take steps of faith, moving forward in faith, believing in faith, celebrating in faith, preparing in faith, so we can see your goodness in our lives. I pray blessings over every single person on the sound of my voice this morning. This year will be the greatest year yet. There may be moments of giving up. There may be moments of giving in. There may be moments of wanting to just quit. There may, but we thank you that we continue to move forward. By the grace of God, by your power, by your ability. And we give you the glory, we give you the praise, we give you the honor. In Jesus' name.